Did you pass your test today? Did you pass your test today? So, by implication, there will be a test, all right? Um, Will Maria used to say, everything in life is a test. Everything is a test. Your high is a test. Your low is a test. And everything in between is a test. Now, who of us likes tests? I mean, like, you go like, I want to write a test. Give me a test, please. Wie, wie hou van toetsen? Was jou werk ken, dan hou jy van toetsen. I was come on, bring it on. En as jy so bykie onzeker is, dan sit jy veel so lekker nie. En as jy een paar keer een bykie onzeker was, dan begin jy een dislike ontwikkel vir toetsen. Ons is soos, jy, dit is net nie vir my lekker nie. Ek is op my sene wees, en dan kan ek hierdie goed lekker onthou nie, en die tyd voor het is akelig, want ek moet leer, want ek wou nie geleer het nie, ek wou iets anders gedoen het, en, and somehow we don't like this, right? But here's the reality, is our Father in heaven is giving us tests all the time. And I'm going to show it to you. And He wants us to be passing the test. So as a ouwer vir sy kind vraag, hoe dit met jou toets gegaan, my kind? Dan sit hy om het vir hom slecht te maak, of die dag te bederf, of net die hele verhouding nou in die sier in te druk nie. Te gaan piepie op sy partijkie nie, of is dit een lelike ding om te sê? Dit is soos... Jy, jy probeer hier die, die dag vir hom sleg maak, ek is jammer as het, as het kras geklink het, um, maar, die, maar die, jy probeer het hier vir hom spoil nie, jy gee rechtig om, as hoe was jou toets geweest? was jou kei, het jy deurgekom, het jy, en dit is wat ons moet hoor met ons hemelse papa, wat vir ons deur die toetsen wil kry, maar ons moet verstaan wat die toetsen is, hoe om tot die mate deur te kom, en so dat achterna is ons half happy daarmee, Ons, ons komt hier, so ek is jammer net vir, vir hoe dit geklink het. Ok, so, I think when we get to the end of the preach, what we want to get to is that number one, we know that there is a test. Number two, everyone's test is not the same. Ons skryf hier die selle bladmusiek, die selle toets, die selle, it's different. Your test and my test do have similarities and are distinctly different at the same time. Um, the third thing I, I think God wants us to know is that the test is not unreasonable. I might be mentioning one or two um, examples of tests. And then the question is, did you see your test? Did you find it? Because here's the thing. When, when, when we go to school, university, or somewhere where we are enrolled in a course, usually we know when the test is. They put the paper down and they say, okay. Everybody put away your books, put away your cell phones, take up your pens, right? The clock starts now. You know the test is now, okay? But that's not the way our Lord's test always is. As a matter of fact, most of them are unprepared and you don't know it. Dit is gewoonlik een type mondeling waar jy nie lekker weet nie. Ek het uitgegaan met een meisje op een stadium en na haar pa het een doktersgraad in een of ander vruchte goed gehad, en of een sierlemoen kennis, sê nou maar hortologie, maar ek weet nie wat die mens die ding noem nie, maar hy het een doktersgraad in dit gehad, en hy het die story vir my vertel, hy het gesê, wie wat nee, toe ek my examen geskryf het, het ek nie daarvan geweet nie, want hy het een docent of een professor gekom, van die universiteit, en hy het, hy het saam met my die dag kom spandeer, en ons het dier die die hier die lande rijen gerei, en hy het vir my goed gevra, en ek het vir hom vertel van die bome, en die goeders wat ons doen, en al die goeders, en hoe dit in die omgeving gaan, en wat ook al, en aan die einde het hulle gesê, 
Ons wil vir jou graag een ere doktersgraad toeken, vir die werk wat jy doen, maar sy toets, het hy nie geweet, hy, is bezig, hy het nie geweet, hy is bezig met die examen, soos wat hy vertel het van die werk, van wat gedoen is nie, and many times, that's the way our test looks like, it's like God comes, and he has a day of conversation with you, and sometimes you, you feel he's near, and sometimes you actually don't feel anything, but you are busy writing that test, and then there's some review in heaven, and they say, mm, we'll have to do this one again, or oh, it was amazing, or whatever the, the, the review is, but the, the thing is, our tests are not always as clear as it was when we were at school or university, and we need to find the test. Dat was een gedeel waar jy jou toets moet vind, en dan laastens, as jy hem gevind het, as jy vraag, wat is die kruks van hierdie toets, en kan ek het doen, kan ek het deerkom? Okay, so dis waar ons met die preek wil eindig, is dit duidelik? Haas toetsen? Ons gaan nie net wenig weet, ons is bezig om het te skryf nie, hulle is nie onredelike toetsen nie, they're not unreasonable, but we have to find them, and then we have to pass them. Okay, all know where we're going. Good. So, to start off with, I just want to ground us in this concept that our God is a test-loving God, whether we like it or not. He didn't ask us permission, He's just doing that. So, the, one of the examples I get in John 6 verse 5, Jesus is on earth, He's the Son of God, and He does what His Father does, and He looks around and He sees Philip. He says, Philip, come here, I've got a plan. And then He asks him a question, for what reason? Jesus said to Philip, where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? Very next verse, he said this to test him. Hy, hy hoef nie die vraag vir hom te vraag nie. Maar hy sê, Philip, ek wil jou toets. Maar hy sê dit nie so nie. Hy geef hom een vraag. And he tests him. Um, so, um, 1 Chronicles um, 29. David gets to this revelation. He says, I know my God. It's David the king writing. I know my God that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. Um, Exodus 16.4, the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I'm about to rain bread from heaven, that the people shall go out and gather, that I may test them. Deuteronomy 8.16 picks up on that. Um, he led them in the wilderness, fed them, that he might humble and test you, but with a specific outcome, to do you good in the end. Weet jylle, dat ons jylle bevordering van die eeuwigheid hang af van hoe ons nou gaan perform. Besef jylle dit. So it's clear when Jesus says, he says, there will be various things entrusted to us, depending on how we deal with it, there will be rewards proportionately. Hoe goed jy doen, dis hoe goed jy beloon gaan word. Dis ons Heere. Ek het nie nou een skrif, maar ek bedoel, dit is, dit is bybels. Dis ons Heere. En, en, en ons Heere wil hy, ons moet goed doen, dat hy ons met baie kan beloon. En kan ek net sê, Hierdie is nie beperkt tot akademiese kennis nie. Hierdie is beperkt tot de hartpositie. En dis wat allemaal van ons kan doen. We can have the posture of the heart that scores high in the tests of God. Okay? And I believe our Father wants us to enter His joy and do well in the test. So, number one, there is a test. Say with me, there is a test. Good. For you and for me, there is a test. And the test is not far, it's today. All right, um, second thing that I just want us to be is everyone's test is not the same. And if you think that what you did at school by, hey, what did you write? What, 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 looking on, on the paper next to you, it's not, it's not working in these tests, all right? 
your, your brother, your sister, your husband, your wife, your child, your father's test is different than yours. And looking around will always be a mistake. Looking unto the Savior, that's the way to go. I know I'm saying the same thing, but that's what we do. We see the, say the same thing over and over just so that we can do it. So John 21, 21 is a typical example. Peter is being brought through some tests. The Lord is processing him. The Lord is actually telling him, Peter, these are the things I want you to be doing. And by the way, you will die for me. You will suffer. It will not be easy. The immediate response of Peter is, Gaan John hom ook een bykie swaar kry. Wat van hom? En sal jy want, oh, let's say dat hom net ook een bykie moet saffe. En moet hom nie te makkelijk wees. That's flesh. Looks like that. What about my brother and sister? And then the Lord just uh, um, says, I know, I didn't, I didn't put it up there. But, but, but the Lord just responds to Peter and say, listen here, what I do with him, what does that do with you? Let him niks met jou te doen. Okay. The place that God has for us is one that I need to pass my test. Interesting, next example. I want to quickly show two verses in James. James 1 verse 9 and 10 says the following. Let the lowly brother, this iemand wat swaar krijg financieel, this is lowly brother wat leef van praat. Lowly brother is somebody who doesn't have lots of physical resources. He says, boast in his exaltation. And then he goes to the, the, the opposite. And the rich, that's the guy who has got many things, in his humiliation, because like the flower of the grass, he will both pass away. So the in boasts an exaltation. The other one boasts in humiliation. Now, just a quick question. Will both be, like the, the rich and the poor, will both be exalted eventually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, the rich and the poor are both of them, in the fleshly con- context, uh, uh, um, like temporary? Their, their lives are passing. It's, yeah? Okay. But can you see that for the rich guy, he must not glory in his exaltation now. It's the wrong test. He needs to boast in humiliation. This is what I know. And he must eat the now word of Jesus for him. Is. Wie wat? All hierdie goeders. Het gaan so verbrand. And he needs to glory in that. That's the test for him now. The lowly brother must not glory in that. The lowly brother, God wants him to be looking at, there's a new heaven and a new earth coming. And you will inherit. And God wants him to be rejoicing in that. And in the cellar, as for us, dit wat nou my woord is, is wat danken nou moet hoor nie. So when I, when I bring my word, this is what the Lord is telling me this week, don't bring it as if it's the answer for him. Try and hear for him. What's here and now for you? Well, I can feel, I can make you deal with what I'm busy with him to hear. But what, what's here now for you? And what, what that entail here this week? As, as us, 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 we are not needed, and us must listen. And you listen it out. So as we are together, we say, "I must listen. What's in our now? What's here for in our now? What, what must Jack now hear? What must Anton? What? This is everyone is different. And us must together listen. So when we are in the conversation, we're standing next to the bride. We listen to the story, but we not only listen to the story. We are trying to hear, where is that sweet spot of word for this brother, this sister, which is not necessarily my latest revelation. It might be something different. Ne, ons soek saam vir wat is die ding wat hy nou moet hoor, wat sy nou moet hoor. Alright. Um, so, um, 
the, the, the brother's test has similarities van jou goed gaan iemand anders bemoedig en as ook verskille. En dit is wat ons probeer uitfigur nee. Dit is heel tyd wat ons probeer doen. Um, and here's the thing. The word that God is speaking into your situation. Pay attention, this is the main point. The word that God is speaking to you right now and to us right now is the test. The word is the test. Because the word will come, it will give you an impression what this season, this moment, this day is about. And then you will be tested on that word. What is the test? Am I doing the word? So when that word comes, wherever you hear it, know this is it. You know, one of the things that I do, it helps me personally. When, I, when I'm finished this afternoon and I've emptied what I had, I go back, I try and get the recording that the guys have done, and I listen to what have I said just now. Why? I'm going to be tested on it. My toots come now now. I'm going to be tested on this. And it helps me just to get, what is the word? Okay, I'm going to watch out for this. Because some of them might be plain, but some of them might be so sneaky. Might be so, might be so hidden. You don't see it coming. All right? The word is the test. Who is ready for a quick quiz? A revelation quiz. I love quizzes. Okay? This is a test. This is a test. All right. How many churches were there in the book of Revelation? How many churches were addressed? Seven, eh? Okay. But this is the question. This is the inleiding. Okay. To the seven churches, God had different things to say about how they were doing. But as far as I can see, there are two things that were said to every church. En as ons gauw afleiding kan maak, beteken dit, dis waarschijnlijk dan vir ons ook van toepassing. Okay? As dit vir al die kerke, die wat goed gedoen het, en die wat slecht gedoen het, en die wat ergens in die middel was, as hulle vir allemaal twee goed die selle gesê het, nee, dan is dit waarschijnlijk vir allemaal van toepassing. Alright, wat is die twee goed? Okay, just something. Just some. No? Yes? Um, endures, nie vir allemaal nie, ja, of ek dink jy dit was vir allemaal nie, as, so ver ek kan onthou, was jy endure, die endure is a, is, is a mind ding, maar ja, ja, Jeska? Nee, 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 nog, 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 come on, quick, quick, do what you were doing, no, 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 okay, I'm gonna give you um, the first one, then you have to give the second one to me, the first one, the intro to everyone when Jesus starts speaking is he says, I see. Or, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this wrong. I know. I know. When, with, with, every person, with every church that he starts speaking, he says, I know. For some of them, he says, I know your works. For some of them, he says, I know your hardship. Um, to some of them, he says, I know your breakthroughs. I know. I know. I know. I know. What we need to know is that God does know exactly where you and I are. He knows when he starts speaking. He knows when he starts bringing a test. He knows how difficult it is. He knows you and me exactly. The first thing is, I know. The second thing is, anyone willing to? Alvin, you them. Ah, come on, lekker. Give that man a round of applause. <laughs> Let him who has an ear 
hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the congregations. So the intro of I know is the same to every church, and then it differs, and then in the ending to every church is the following. Let him who has an ear hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Let him who has an ear. This is the way we pass the test. Let him who has an ear hear what the Spirit of the Lord. For every conversation, every congregation, every person, every day, let him who has an ear hear. What does the word say? Man does not live by bread alone, but by the rhema that proceeds from the, from the Father. There's a now word which you need to find. You and I need to find. We need to hear what the Spirit of the Lord. That is the way we will live. This is the way that we're going to pass our test. This is the way we will be walking through the desert, passing through the sea, overcoming the giants. We need to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And that is the same for all churches, all believers worldwide. Without hearing we will not be passing, and we will not get promotion. We have to hear. Does that sound unreasonable? <laughs> okay. With, with that uh, quiet silence, I'll just take it as a yes. <laughs> okay. So, so like contemplative silence. We're we, we there. We're there. Okay, good. So I'm going to just pause at a place which might be tender to all of us. And it's the following. Is the test unreasonable? Is the test? The test is not unreasonable. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lift out a few tests. Genesis 22 verse 1. After these things. Now this is a journey with God. Where the promise of God was fleshed out. And the dream became true. And Abraham at 100 years of age, long past where they had a chance of getting children, gets his beloved son. The dream is alive. And after these things, one of the most apparently cruel things happens when God says, I want your son. I want you to give your son. Um, I don't know about you, but that would be a hard, hard test. And as far as I'm concerned, if you and I come to that Isaac moment, the test seems cruel. The, 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 it, it just seems like, God, is this really, is this really you? Um, uh, sometimes the test uh, not only seems cruel, it seems unnecessary. So we know of Job, and we've mentioned it, but Job already was a God-fearing, God-loving man, excelling beyond anyone that God could think of. You know, this is not anyone in the congregation couldn't think of somebody better. God couldn't think of somebody better. By the time when he started taking everything away as a test for Job, sure, it's easy for us afterwards um, to, to, to see the outcome. But I'm telling you, when, when we are in a Job situation, that seems very, very unnecessary. It seems like, Why? Just, just, just why? Jacques and I were speaking yesterday uh, about tests. And, 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 and Jacques just spoke about this reality that if God from his position started to explain to us in our mental capacity why he's doing certain things, the conversation won't go on for a long time until we start missing him, you know? Until we need to say, oh God, I, I don't understand. Like, like, just say this again. Then at some stage, God will just need to say, that's why I can't explain it to you. 
You know, just trust me. Okay? Um, but sometimes the tests not only seem cruel, they seem unnecessary. And sometimes they don't only seem unnecessary, they seem suicidal. And so um, suicidal tests, um, Rulof last week spoke about Jonah being told to go to some of the greatest enemies of the Israelites and go and tell them to repent. So Jonah has to go to Nineveh and, and tell them, listen here, you are out of line, repent. That is a suicidal test. <laughs> that, is, that is like just not. I mean, I heard of, of, one, of the, um, one of the believers that had to go to, um, to a Muslim military training camp, the, the radicals, where they trained them, okay? That's where the guys are trained to, to be suicide bombers, you know? That's where they, are, where they are, as far as we're concerned, indoctrinated to a place of they don't fear anything. They're going to fly planes into buildings. They're going to bind bombs. It's like that is where they get trained. It's this camp. And so this guy gets told by the Lord, you have to walk in there with that training, and you need to start proclaiming the gospel. Okay? Now, I don't know about you, but that is suicidal. That is like next, and that's how Jonah felt. That's how Jonah felt when the Lord said to him, go to Nineveh, that great city. <laughs> there where they eat the Jews for breakfast. And then you tell them whatever you need to tell them. Now, was it our God? Yeah. Was Jonah looking forward to it? No. And um, I think similar to when um, the Lord allowed Goliath to stand there shouting um, to, the, to the armies of Israel. And he tells who? He tells a boy. Okay, I want you to take him out. I mean, everybody could see it was a suicidal mission. It's like you cannot do this, David. But it is the same God... That is, that is with us. And, and I think sometimes we think, yeah, um, the Lord sort of regained the plot in the New Testament. But I'm happy that I wasn't alive in the Old Testament because that God was wild and wacky. You know, that God sort of, you, I'm glad Jesus came because the Father somehow got to his senses afterward. You know, you know it's just like somehow God cooled off, you know. In the New Testament, he's not as... No, 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 my friends, I, I'm, I'm, I'm persuaded that the God in the Old Testament, the God in the New Testament is the same God that we are serving today. And what he expected of David is what he, were, he might be expecting of you and I. What he expected of Jonah or of Job or of Abraham or of anything else. If we think we are serving as a, a different God, we are making a huge mistake. And if, if we think that, um, that the, the, the time that we are living in uh, saves us, it's, it's absolute rubbish. Um, so, so God um, uh, uh, is, is just the same God. Um, um, one of the other tests um, is the test uh, of impossibility. Um, here where, where, where I mentioned, um, Jesus said to Philip, listen here, what are we going to do for these people? He asked the disciples, he says, listen here, here's this crowd of how many thousand people. You give them something to eat. And they say, we, we don't even, we haven't been working for a few years now. We've just been walking with you. Where are we to get bread? We can't feed them. It's an impossible request. But it's part of the test. So can we just agree on this? The tests might seem cruel. The tests might seem unnecessary. They might seem suicidal. And they might seem impossible. 
And none of that takes away from the fact that it is a test, your and my test, that we need to pass. And so when the Lord expects of us, and these tests seem all these things, the tests are not unreasonable for one reason only. Because I gave you a few, few examples of why they could be looking like they are unreasonable. The reason why the test is not unreasonable is because Christ in you is ready to pass the test. And he wants us to lean into the one who is able to pass the test. Okay? Um, when the Bible tells us of how we get to glory, how we get promotion, it says, if you can find Christ in you, that is where your hope lies. Christ in you is your hope of glory. If you don't have Christ in you, you have got no chance in whatever you put in there to pass the test. You haven't got any chance because it will be suicidal, impossible, unreasonable, all the stuff that we mentioned. You can't do it. It's impossible until Christ is in you. And even then it is impossible until you let him pass it through you. So Christ in us doesn't just step in and biddy 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 and you know, and take this and I'm gonna do whatever. It's we submit to the God on the inside, and somehow as we sink into who he is and respond to how he guides, he on the inside brings the faith, brings the courage, brings the endurance, brings all the beautiful things that we were speaking, brings the hope. Christ in us is our hope of glory. It's the only one we've got, the only one we need. This is the way we pass the test. Now the question is, did we find the test? Okay, I mentioned already, uh, the, the, the thing about finding tests is you have to hear the Lord. He who has an ear, we have to hear where the, where the Spirit of the Lord is. Now how do we do that? Well, number one, we start reading the Word. Now, does Scripture in itself provide us with, um, with the answer to the test? Yes and no. What is the yes? Well, uh, the Lord won't go beyond Scripture. It will be in there. Somehow it will be. But the problem is, you can be reading in, say, Leviticus, but your answer is in Proverbs, you know? It's like, the, the question is not just um, what is written generically, but what is applicable right now? But what I find, what we find, and I know I'm speaking on behalf of many of us, is that as we spend time in the Word, we hear the Word. What I mean by that is the person behind the Word becomes real as I spend time in the Word, and we have to be doing it consistently. Here's this long endurance that we were speaking about. Friends, we have to be spending time in the Word. Come hell or high water. We have to get into the Word. Morning, noon, and night. We have to be in the Word in some way. If you can't read, let somebody read it for you. If you can't hear, I don't know, learn Braille. If you can't learn Braille, make another plan. But you have to find the Word on a daily basis. It has to saturate it. It has to saturate us because it's part of the way in which we hear the Word. There are other ways, obviously. Coming together with the saints is a way. Worshiping is a way. Um, um, being in prayer meetings is a way. And it's just like spending time personally with the Lord in prayer and, 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 and just becoming quiet. All of these are ways. Those are not the only ways. But we have to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And in that way, find the rhema, the, the, the today word. Um, there's, a, there's a scripture in Ephesians 5. 
um, which, which describes this. And it says, Paul is writing to the church, and he says, try to discern. Try to discern what is pleasing. Romans, um, Romans 12 would say, um, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Um, and in this way, you, you will try and find, you will find what is pleasing to the Lord. You will, um, um, Ephesians 5.15 um, uh, um, uh, let's, let's just read um, just read verse 17 it, it will get too long just verse 17 of, of Ephesians 5 um, do not be foolish but understand what the will of the Lord is there's something we need to try and figure out and it's a day by day thing yesterday's victory will do nothing for today by the way how long does it take for us to become to become entangled in the spider web of fleshliness. What do I mean with that? Is our flesh and our spirit are two opposites, right? The flesh has got desires, the spirit's got desires. And the Bible says they are at war with one another. And, 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 and so many times my fleshly and our fleshly um, uh, thoughts, temptations, things that I, I see it as a spider web. And you know, if, if you walk through a, through a spider one strand, um, no, not the web, just one strand. You feel it and it's maybe like a light. And then if you walk through a whole cobweb, it's, it's more like, but then if you, if you get more and more of that, it becomes so strong that in principle, eventually you won't be able to walk through it, okay? Apparently, spider webs are, are some of the most strong substances in the world. I read something that if you have a spider, 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 um, rope, if you could make a rope, you don't have to have a long rope, a thick rope, it's something like five, six centimeters or something in diameter, you would be able to catch a Boeing, a Boeing, Boeing plane that is flying, you would be able to catch it in midair. It is incredibly, incredibly strong. Um, this, and um, when the moment that you start, it seems like a nothing. And then if you leave it a little bit, it becomes stronger. And then at some stage, you'll be able to stop the Boeing in full flight with that thing, all right? For me, if I look at fleshliness, that's what I'm seeing. It's like, it starts as a little, just leave it a little bit. So how long does it take for us from this morning's service for the first strand to be on us? How long, since you heard the Lord, for the first strand? How long do you, do you think? How many, what time shall we put to it? How many kids do you have? Okay. Okay, if you've got, if you've got, uh, if you're married, I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay, wait, 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 this gets hot now. <laughs> might, might get too hot. <laughs> All right. Here's the thing. It starts happening immediately the moment we, we stop hearing the Lord. Okay? The moment that, that, you, that you're not hearing is the moment that the other one starts kicking in. Um, and so when the disciples are on the mountain with Jesus, three disciples, they're on Glory Mountain. Jesus gets shiny like a super human like he is. I mean, he shines like he's shining. And Elijah are there. It's, this is it's supernatural. And Moses is there. Supernatural. Three of the disciples see it. And they say, this is incredible. We just want to have more of this. Then God gives them a word. He says, this is my beloved son. You will not stay on the mountain. Hear him. 
This is, this is what, what's, what's the word for all of us. Hear him. That is God's beloved son. Hear him. Um, uh, one, of, one, of, one of the things that, that Jesus answered the, the guys who were saying, what shall we do? What shall we do? The, uh, the, the, the Pharisee says, what shall we do? And the disciples say, what shall we do? Jesus says, the, what the Father desires of you is that you believe in the one whom he has sent. And that means to attach and hear all the time. Hear, 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 and respond. Okay, this is my beloved son. Hear him. That's the way we're going to be free. The temptation will be as we walk through the door, as we open our eyes tomorrow morning or the day after. It's daily. Hence, the encouragement in Hebrews is um, uh, 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 today when you hear his, his word, do not harden your heart. Today, lest you become entangled in the deceitfulness of sin. Sin kicks in daily. We need one another daily. The, the, the entanglement, the spider webs. I mean, if you leave a spider somewhere, the moment the sun sets, it starts doing the webs. Have you seen? It's at night. They usually, or frequently, when the night comes, the spiders come. And that's the same for us. The moment the sun of Jesus sets in your life, into the input of light in your life ceases, immediately that spider will come. The first strand, second strand. And it's, sometimes it's just a little bit of a nuisance, not a big deal. Just give it time. Or just don't give it time, you know, depending on what, <laughs> what side we are. So, obviously, um, I'm trying to, to get this thing to land now. Obviously, it's important to hear the word and, um, and, 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 and try and determine what the test is. But, the, but, but hearing the word, Jesus says, is nothing until we do it, right? Um, it, it's not the one who gets the word that passes the test. That's just then you know what the test is. The test is, have you done what he said? Okay? And, and maybe some of us need to go and phone somebody this afternoon. I don't need to phone somebody at this stage that I'm aware of. But you might. And if you don't do it, you're failing your test. Okay? If I say phone, you maybe need to make right with somebody. Or you need to forgive somebody. Or you need to give some tithes that you haven't given. Or you need to go and pay some rent that you haven't. Or whatever, whatever, whatever needs to be done. It's irrelevant what it is for you. The question is, can you hear it? But then, only when it's done, it's passed. Okay. And this is what we're going to do after. What is the will of the And then, who do we want Alright, let's land this. So maybe, um, um, Reza, maybe can you not come in, so like so, so it's done after. So I think as, as we're as we, as we starting to, to just consider, what does this mean for me? How does, how does this apply? You know? I, I'm going to ask us a few questions, and, and let's be contemplative in this moment. So the first question that I'm just asking is, do you realize we are writing tests before God whether we like them or not. Out of this preach, out of the consideration, do you realize that you and I, on a daily basis, we are writing tests, like all the time? Do you realize it? And do you realize we will not pass any of those tests without Jesus? You know, our fleshly response is that which we find in our children frequently. It says, I can do this. I can do this. I've got this. But then you as a parent say, oh, wait, wait. I have to help you. 
And this is what Jesus is saying to us, is I have to help you. I know you can do this. I know this. I know. Okay, but I have to help you. Do we realize that we won't pass our tests without Jesus? Third, third question is this. Have you received Jesus as the solution to your every test? Like I know I need promotion in the, in, the, in, the, in the age that is to come. Or maybe I, even, I don't even know whether there's an age to come. I, I'm struggling with the concept of eternity. You need Jesus. Do you know that receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior is not enough? What do I mean with that? Um, to, do we know that there is a need to obey what He's leading us to before we will be saved? Receiving Him in a, like, yes, Lord, you're the best. You paid and everything. And I don't want to diminish that because that's important. But it's not the only leg upon which your salvation stands. Is I receive you and I respond to you. That's the way this salvation plays out. Do you know that? And then maybe we want to, we want to get to an answer for the following question. That's what is the main test? The main test that you are writing at this moment. The Spirit wants to show tests to us now. And the, the, the devil is a master at mixing the test and making us focus on something that is not the main issue. He's a master at highlighting something minor and causing us to major on the minor, whether there's a main thing which God has for us. What is the main thing that God wants of you, wants of me today? Can you determine that? Can you write it down? Can you respond to that? Because this is the moment that you need to do that. And, and, and right here, I want to just make room for, for, for people who maybe have never said, Lord Jesus, I need you. You know, this, this life that we have on earth is one where we need to get to the end of our own resources, to the end of our capacity. To the, life on earth is all about getting to realize, I cannot do this. I need to be saved. And then in that, to know that God has provided a way, a name, a person who is ready to come in and take over the catastrophe of your and my life. He is able to come in and to come and save that which we are messing up. Because let's face it, all of us are messing up big time without Jesus. And we need to be saved from ourselves. And life is about getting us to that conclusion. And maybe some of you, you are coming to that conclusion, but you have not sort of closed the deal as it were. You have not said, Lord... This really, this really is too much for me. I am giving over. Please, please forgive me for the mess and take over. I'm ready to respond to you as master. And if that's you, I want to pray with you this morning.
Is there anyone like that? It says, I, I, I've heard about him. I know about him. I've been to Bible school. Somebody told me. But all these years, I've still tried to cling on a little bit. But today I'm saying, thus far, no further. This is enough. Is there anyone like that? Because I would like to pray with you. I would like to ask you to be bold and, and even just give me an indication. You have to somehow give me an indication that that's you. Say, Cassie, please pray with me. Please. I don't want to do this by myself. You know, it is, it is us that are praying together, but it's before the Lord. This is a, it's a holy moment. It's something where the Lord, to some extent, puts it in front of you, the test. If you haven't done that, the test in front of you is, you can't do this. Do you see it? You can't do this. Do you know that I want to help you? You can't do this. There is a way out. I am the way out. That's your test. And the way to pass the test is to say, yes, Lord. Is there anyone like that? Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? So let's just pray. And I, and I, and I, um, I want us all to be praying together. I person who reacts, you are not after me and all of the rest of us are together. Jesus, Hier is ek. Ek weet ek kan hierdie ding nie wen nie. Ek kan nie myself red nie. Ek gee my lewe. Wees asseblief koning. Wees asseblief my redder. En vergewe my vir dit wat ek verkeerd gedoen het. Ik geef mijzelf aan u. Amen.